welcome to the CLB Forge podcast, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. This is a show to help equip you and your church for mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. Welcome to episode 93. I'm Mike Natal. And I'm Dan Stenberg. We're your hosts, and today we are joined by three seminary students and a professor from the Lutheran Brethren Seminary to talk about their recent trip to Chad. Instead of reading a bio for everyone, we're going to go around the horn and allow each guest to introduce themselves and then tell us their favorite childhood cartoon or TV show. So, on your mark, get set, go. I'm Drew Skog. I am um, the director of community life at Oak Hill Church. So shout out to Oak Hill Church and my uh, friends out in Bloomington, Minnesota. I uh, live with my wife, Holly. We don't have any kids yet. And my favorite childhood cartoon, it would have to be Recess, I think. That was just the best if you are a, a 90s kid and you remember Recess. Solid choice. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but that's okay. My name is Joe Burke. I am from East Heartland, Connecticut, and I am in my only year at seminary here as going for the CTS program, and I will be taking part in the church plant in Boston next summer. Nice. So that's a little bit about me. And my go-to cartoon as a child was definitely Scooby-Doo. Okay. You just like being scared as a kid, or was it the mystery? What was it that, that got you about Scooby-Doo? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was the Scooby Snacks. That's what it was. It might have been the Scooby Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Carl Jewell. I'm a second-year student going for my MDiv. I'm from Western North Dakota. I'll give a shout out to the LB Church, to the LB Church in Williston, and dude, they drive that van around and I'd be like, "Get out of here! Are you the only LB Church? Come on!" That's is awesome. this like the Ohio State University? Is yeah, that what that dude. Is? Yeah. Wow, I love it. Yeah, I love the it. The LB Church. It's awesome. <laughs> Basically, married to my lovely wife Emily for about a year and a half now. We had a nice COVID wedding, and she's definitely helping me through my time in seminary. Couldn't do it without her. Favorite childhood cartoon would. Probably for lack of choices, be Clifford. Big red dog. Or can I do Wayne the Pooh? Like that's like more movies, but definitely watch more Wayne the Pooh than, than Clifford. So who's your favorite? Like Pooh, Piglet, Tigger? Where are we going? Oh, definitely Pooh. Really? Okay. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. I loved his uh consumption of food. Yeah. That was a big, big relating point for me. Yeah, it's pretty admirable. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you're eating so much you get stuck in your front door, <laughs> you're, you're probably doing well. <laughs> All right. And I'm Brad Pribinell. Uh, I'm one of the faculty that got to go on the trip to, to Chad this year. So I've been here teaching at our seminary, Teach Old Testament, and I'm the dean of the seminary. I've been here going on my 11th year, I think. Now, it's funny. Joe's favorite cartoon was Scooby-Doo. Boy, things keep going around because that was one I watched all the time growing up back in the day when like the TV was all colored bars until like 630 in the morning because <laughs> it wasn't 24-hour TV. If I had to pick a second, it would definitely be, I don't know if this is part of a larger one, but Wonder Twins. So I have a twin sister, kind of like that was our deal out in the, the trees in the backyard, jumping around, playing Wonder Twins. Wonder Twin powers activate all that is stuff. Is that the one with the ring? That's us. Uh, oh, they might okay. have, but they did, they did touch their hands together and like one would become like a bucket of water and the other one was yeah. like a, a walrus or something like that. And nice. then they go all over the place. But. It solved a lot of problems as a bucket of water and a walrus, huh? They did. It's that's amazing. some creative writing. Yeah. Like that's well done. Way ahead of the Avengers. <laughs> I'm married, got four kids and my wife, Melissa and I have been married. We'll be 29 years this year. You know, you said that you've been a faculty member for 11 years and that means that I've been away from seminary for 10 years yikes i feel old now i was flying a lot 
Yeah, sure. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> you are what you feel, Mike. So uh, to make things a little bit easier, in the order that we just went in, can each one of you please just take a little bit of time and answer the following question? Can you tell us about your trip to Chad and how it's impacted your view on mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. And the reason why we're asking that is because that is kind of like our slogan to our podcast, is that each one of our episodes would tie into one of, at least one of, those three attributes of mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. So I'm wondering if you guys could just take a little bit of time and see how you could relate your trip to Chad. Tell us a little bit about your trip what impacts it had on you, and then how it's impacted you on those three points as well. So take it away. We're going to go to Drew first. So for me, I have all of my experience has come from one church, and it's been obviously a local church in the United States. And so I was really excited to go to Chad, mostly because I wanted to see and experience so much of the mission field that I've just long heard about. Oak Hill has been involved with the work going on in Chad for a while, but I've never obviously experienced it. And so I went there, I think, with a, with a heart expecting to see a lot of differences in the way that they do ministry versus the way that I've experienced ministry here in the United States. And what was really interesting was, as I reflected on coming back, I was really thinking about how it wasn't differences that I saw as much as there was a really big difference in the sense of intentionality. And that was a word that really stuck with me. But in terms of the methodologies, in terms of the way that ministry and mission was done in Chad, there really wasn't a big difference to what we do here locally. I think the huge difference was just in their intentionality. And that was so impressive. The LBIM has this vision of reaching the unreached. And what I loved about traveling around every single ministry site we went to and every question I asked, there was always an answer that was tied back into their vision. Everything was so well connected. Everything that they were doing there could fit back into their kingdom purpose. They had a great explanation for it. And so from a strategic planning standpoint, I was just so impressed at, at how intentional they were with making sure that all of their different operations, all of their different relationships were being leveraged back to be able to be used by God. And so, you know, I think that especially became apparent with their focus on relationships. You know, Chad is such a more relational culture than what we're used to here in the United States. But it was just so impressive that in that relation-based culture, they were able to really actually have this level of intentionality with people, of, of caring for them, of knowing them, of really seeking them out. I think maybe like the biggest highlight for me was getting to meet the singular Christian that was, and it was so life-changing to get to meet him. And he's afraid to get baptized right now because he would essentially lose all of his life and all of his relationships that he has there because of the ostracization that he would experience. And so that's such a unique life that we just can't really relate to for him. And yet that is one of two pieces of fruit that you have kind of seen God bear so far with all the efforts we've had going on there. And that intentionality for me is just amazing because most of us here in our culture today, you know, we would look at that. And, and if we only touched one life in our churches, you know, we might be dissatisfied with that. We might feel like God isn't working in our lives. And yet there in chat, it was amazing just to see how just that one life being touched over many, many years of work is so worth it. And that was what I left feeling like, man, I wish I had more of that perspective 
in my ministry at home. And I wish more pastors had that perspective of every single relationship that we have as a gift. It's worth being intentional with going after. It's worth knowing this person's story, caring about them, seeking them out and seeing what God does with that. And so it's such a unique experience in that way of, you know, you come back home and you just go, man, I can't imagine if I was running a church for nine years and I only had one person that I knew come to faith yet. Is that not worth it? And is that not what God will calls us to do is to go and, and seek after people and to love them with intentionality, no matter what is happening. And, you know, it doesn't take us needing to move our families across the world to be able to have that level of intentionality, to be driven by that mission purpose. It's something that we can do right here and now, right? As we just get going off of our couches and, and go and meet people. Sweet. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's great. And you really kind of interwove all three of the attributes of our podcast into one. So thank you so much, Drew, for sharing that. Uh, Joe? First of all, I just want to say it was a really great trip. I was so glad to be able to go and get to know some of the, the group we went with. I think we had some good chemistry. We had a good time together. And we had a lot of new experiences that otherwise probably most people would never would have had. For example, I was driving a Toyota Land Cruiser through a desert. And a goat fell off the roof yeah, of the vehicle while I was driving, which is like not many people can say that. So on a more serious note, a couple takeaways I had, you know, we hear missionaries in sermons about mission. They'll often say things like, we're all missionaries, like you're a missionary too. And it's kind of a cliche thing to hear and maybe to the point where it doesn't mean that much. But one of the things I was thinking about, not only not only are we missionaries, but we actually can be. And I saw that, and especially in watching our missionaries, such as the Narvisons and Dan Venberg, who was our guide throughout the trip, just relating to people who are just completely different from us culturally and doing it so well and building real relationships with people. And it was kind of convicting because I think there's a lot of times, at least for me, like I fail to make efforts to even reach out to people or to build relationships with them or share the gospel with them because I feel like I'm not able to connect due to whatever differences there might be. And I think like seeing the extreme differences, being able to be bypassed in ministry and Chad just makes it clear, like I don't have that excuse. They can do it there. We can do it here. And when it comes down to it, I think people are people everywhere we go. We all have similar needs and struggles similar things that we enjoy, that we laugh at, at the root of all people and all the, the culture that we can experience. Just the fact that all people are made in the image of God. We do have differences and we do need to recognize cultural differences in order to relate to people. But ultimately, we can't use those differences as an excuse for reaching out with the gospel. And then kind of, kind of almost opposite to that, not really. The idea that we do need to understand the culture that we're going to be ministering in, in order to respect it and in order to use it. Like in Chad, people are so relational, like Drew was saying, and that is just, that door's open, so we take it. And there are so many things, in it, and it's different place to place wherever we're going to go, but there are doors like that just by understanding the culture that are open for us to to minister in that way. And I think the relationship is is something that is pretty cross-cultural, and I'm thinking, especially like going into Boston, I think a lot of our approach there is fairly parallel to, say, the Narvison's approach in right. Doe, especially off the beginning. Like we're going to the community, we're settling down, becoming a part of the community and building relationships with people with the intentionality to share the gospel with them and further the kingdom in that way. Thinking about our ministry 
in North America, whether it's in church planting or in existing churches, in that sort of missional mindset is something that is going to really benefit the health of our church here, I think. Going to Chad and seeing it happen in real life is a really powerful thing. Nice. Sweet. Thanks, Joe, for sharing that. That actually gives us a great opportunity to share that one of our guests coming up is actually uh, Greg Finke, who wrote a book called Joining Jesus on His Mission. And Joe, basically everything that you mentioned is similar to what Greg Finke wrote about in his book. So for our listeners, be on the lookout for when those podcasts drop. They're going to be later in April uh, is when they're going to be coming out. And then he's going to actually be the speaker at the biennial convention this year in June. So we have the opportunity to not only hear him on the podcast, but then also to interact with him in live real time, too. So we're looking forward to that. So, Joe, yeah, thank you for sharing what you did and giving us the opportunity to talk about having him as a guest on in future episodes without even realizing you were doing it. So thank you. All right, Carl, you're up. Yeah, there's uh, lots of things that I took away from Chad. But if I were to sum it down into a simple sentence, it would be intentional relationships through hospitality. One of the things that, that struck me as we're going around visiting these villages was just the generous hospitality that were shown to us by the missionaries, but kind of expected that since we're coming and then they're informed that we're uh, going to be there and they're hosting us. But what really stuck out to me was the hospitality shown to us by the Muslims there. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, we'll have you over and we'll talk with you for a little bit, but they served us tea. Oftentimes they served us meal. There was a couple of times where we would leave one spot after having lunch only to arrive somewhere else and to be served lunch a second time within like a 30 minute period. They're just so eager to show their hospitality to us and to show us that kindness. And it was rather convicting to be experiencing such generous hospitality from someone who doesn't know Jesus. And as I think about what does my life look like as a Christian, and am I serving the people who don't yet know Jesus? Like, am I even serving people in the church like this? Like, am I opening up my home and building relationships with people through hospitality? Something that I've been continuing to reflect on coming back and trying to be more intentional about having people over and to open our doors of our house and, and build relationships with people. And one other thing that was really surprising in Chad was just the openness of people there. I know it's not because of anything that we had done in our few days there, but the openness that was there in, in Doe and in all the other uh, villages was due to the long-term investment that um, the missionaries have put in there. Um, like they've built a depth of relationship. And so we would go anywhere with Dan and we had an instant in, we were treated as honored guests and there was a great level of respect and eagerness to hear what we had to say. One of the, the chiefs even said, like, you've come so far, I won't let you go until you share with us something. And so he went around the whole group and asked us something, basically asking us to witness to him and to share the good news that we have. That was definitely a surprise and kind of changed the way of how I view uh, people who aren't Christians. It's really easy for me to assume that they're not interested in knowing anything about Jesus, but that was proven to be not the case. And someone who is a religious follower of another faith was still eager and interested to hear about what we believed. And so, yeah, coming back, I was just really encouraged and maybe inspired to become more intentional with how I view hospitality and how I talk about it with other people and just the, the power that a relationship can have with somebody. The phrase that stuck with me and keeps coming back to my mind is, 
people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. LBIM in Chad has shown how much they care and people are caring how much they know now. Sweet. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was great as well, especially that last tagline people wanting to see how much you care about them. And that really is a great line of how to view international mission is that a lot of them who are overseas, they are really getting to know each one of those people as we all are here too in ministry, but especially there as they are intentionally dwelling with them and making community with them, which is what we all should definitely strive to do as we are doing ministry. So thank you for sharing that. All right, Brad, you are bringing it home for us. So you're the fourth one. We're setting you up. I'm going to throw you a meatball and you can just grand slam and get everybody home. Okay. And try not to whiff. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you guys said it so well, and I, maybe I could play my professor card here and just to say, this is a trip that we, every other year we try to visit, we try to take some guys who are in different programs, whether it's a one-year certificate or two-year master uh, or the three-year MDiv and just visit our mission fields. They're all fairly well aware of what's happening locally, but maybe as Drew said, sort of somewhat aware of what's happening overseas. But this is a chance to take these guys who are going to be serving, leading in our congregations to visit and, and see what's going on. You know, I, I want to thank supporters and people that give to the seminary and support because it makes this kind of thing possible. Sure, the participants raised money, but a lot was offset by our donations too. So it was fabulous. Dan kind of went ahead of us, Dan Benberg, and gave some funds to the missionaries that we were visiting and to help out with the hosting. And so all of that comes from a lot of generous supporters. So we're very thankful for that. And I'll say this, these six students that we had, and then myself and uh, Dr. Uh, Joel Christensen, who's going to be starting with as a faculty member here this summer, just some great chemistry. Laughter, you know, I think Joe maybe talked about some similarities. Laughter, it's kind of interesting how it not only sort of happened amongst us, but then we would see as we sat down on a mat to see some of the folks in the villages laughing at each other. And then the really curious thing was that sometimes despite the language barriers, they're laughing at us and we're laughing at them. You know, it's like crossing back and forth. And there <laughs> usually has something to do with making fun of what someone was wearing or doing or how we just could not sit on the mat for more than like 30 seconds without getting sore and cramps and whatever. You know, I think if I were to share a few, just a few takeaways, um, some have been said already, but I, I think in terms of kind of the, what mission looked like and what life was like in Chad. And first of all, it's just hard. I mean, it is different in the city than it is out in the bush, so to speak. But life is hard. I mean, family life is, is challenging. Making money and income is difficult for people. Dynamics of life there. But the mission work is hard. You know, as our missionaries go, they're learning usually at least three languages, which is hard for missionaries. Family life on our end is difficult for people that are going. It's difficult to, to take kids that are growing up here and take them to another culture and, and help them to feel safe and prosperous there and, and just a lot of challenges. So, you know, there's a lot of difficulty, but I was just really impressed at how invested, and that would be kind of a second thing, how invested and incarnational our ministries are. And guys have mentioned it already. I mean, we, we learn the languages not just the culture or the language, but we learned the culture. As was mentioned about Dan Benberg, I, I kind of got like a little image of not to elevate his status too high, but like who Jesus is as a mediator for us. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know yeah. he's going to, yeah. we might take a while for him to come Get down. Get some typology that. here. I don't know. Yeah. Well, some, some, I don't know, maybe some more than typology, something uh, unorthodox there. But if it weren't for him, we would have been 
stranded and helpless numerous times. But here's a guy that not only knows the language, but knows how the work, the culture, the nuances of things, which we don't have time to kind of talk about some of the stories, but it's just like, it was just another picture of how incarnational our work has been. And all this is important for us to kind of bring back home and think about the value as has been mentioned about just being, understanding not only what your neighbor does for a job, but what do they value? How does their world work? What is their family? What are their needs? Um, yeah. But then I kind of third thing, I just saw, I just thought joy. We got to worship with uh, a community in in one place in Buso and to see the joy on their faces, the difference that the gospel makes, it's incredible. And it maybe wasn't so striking until I saw it there and just kind of, and I know there were, there's different cultural differences between different tribes. Some are more expressive than others. But some of the places that we're at that were heavily Muslim or non-Christian, just there was a sort of a bit of a heaviness mm-hmm. and, and things. But you see some of the pastors and the missionaries from the pastor himself and, and his wife and his kids. Uh, there's just a whole different countenance. And uh, it was just a, a great picture to say, man, the, the gospel makes a huge difference, not only for eternity, but today. So those are a few things that I, and I think just, you know, takeaways have been shared and, and can probably be applied to each of those, but our work can be difficult and, and we need to be committed to that and being our incarnational as Jesus model and calls us to it. It's worth the effort. Thank you for, uh, for sharing that. And thank all of you guys for, for being willing to be a part of this and, and for, to share your experiences there. It is interesting to like be able to go to the mission field and and talk to the missionaries and see them in their, in their day to day and realize like, it's definitely different than here, right? Like it's, it's not the same as it is here, but at the same time, the things that they're doing are totally relevant to what's going on here and how we can be, or we're called to be uh, missionaries and, and to reach out in our own communities as well. And how even like in North America, we have like the different cultures. Taking my family from the West Coast to the Midwest to the East Coast, it's like, it's, it's all like different areas. Again, they're not learning different languages, but they're totally learning different cultures and having to figure out how to fit into to different areas. So it's it's just really encouraging to hear about how mission is taking place overseas and how that's going and then seeing how we can be encouraged by that here too by doing some of those same things it's just really fun to see how the lord is at work in so many of those things so so thank you drew joe carl and dr pribano for joining us on the forge podcast and sharing of your chatting experience And thank you to all who are listening to our show today. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to our show, and we'd love it if you shared the podcast with a friend or a colleague. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. This has been an episode of the CLB Forge podcast, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. Thanks for listening. We welcome your questions and comments. Email us at podcast at clbforge.org.